Welcome to Total Health Transformation Podcast, hosted by Dr. Danny Scarhill. Dr. Danny is a doctor of chiropractic, an author, speaker, and trainer. And on the THT Podcast, he interviews other health experts to glean further insights that will help you achieve total health transformation. Welcome to the Total Health Transformation Podcast. My name is Dr. Danny Scarhill, the founder of dannyscarhill.com, the author of Total Health Transformation, the proven system to unlock limitless energy, motivation, and health, and the creator of the Total Health Transformation programs. Let's get straight into it on this episode. Welcome to this episode of the THT Podcast. We've got another fantastic guest for you, Eileen Connolly. Eileen's worked in admin for more years than she cares to remember since around about 1976. <laughs> uh, she trained as a Reiki practitioner in 2003, and in the last couple of years has trained in various massage, facial, holistic, pregnancy, baby, aromatherapy, and often incorporates Reiki into the massage treatments as well for a deeper relaxation experience. Eileen has also been a Tropic ambas- Ambassador for the last three to four years, until COVID hit, she has been working as, as a part-time volunteer, as a therapist in a cancer unit of a big London hospital, where she gives Reiki and or massage treatments to patients while they are having chemo, etc. Watch this space for the full launch of a holistic well-being business in the near future. Without further ado, welcome to the THT Podcast, Eileen. How are you doing? Hi, Danny. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Nice one. Cool. So tell us a little bit about your journey, Eileen. How did you get to where you are today? Where did it all start for you? So I mean, it started way back. So, you know, my, my, my main background, um, working background has been admin, civil service, NHS, things like that. And it was on a visit to Ireland around 2003. I go quite a lot. I've got family there. My parents were from there when my cousin's wife was doing a massage course and she during you know she's going to do a treatment on me as one of her case studies and that for her paperwork and she started talking about reiki well i didn't even know what reiki was um and she mentioned about how it was helping her because they live in rural island and they were talking about she was talking about how she was saving a lot of money on vets bills because she was giving reiki to the cows so then my ears really pricked up and I'm like, oh my god that sounded i wanted to know more about it so i was only there for a short visit so when I came back, um, I was talking to some women at work about it. And one of them, weirdly enough, was saying, oh, one of my friends is a Reiki master. She lives in Japan, but she's in London at the moment. Let me tell her all about it. So this woman did like a, a Reiki introduction for me and a couple of women at work. And that's when I got interested in Reiki. So that kind of started my interest in other ways of well, well-being. Um, and I, I love Reiki. It's always sat with me, even though at the time I didn't do it full time, but I did a lot with friends and family with really good results. So a few years, you know, roll on a few more years and I went back to retraining Reiki, not because I'd forgotten it, but I wanted to reconnect with Reiki practitioners and Reiki masters and that, which I did. And then I got into Tropic, natural well-being, um, it's natural skincare. So I started going more down the natural route of with the incorporating all well-being. So I did because I was using facial skincare. Um, I did facial massage, 
which led me to full body massage and then into like aromatherapy and things like that. So that's kind of in a, in a, in a nutshell, some of that journey and things I never knew about all them, all them years before. I suppose, you know, when I first even did Reiki in 2003 or whenever it was, there, is, there are still people that see it as very woo-woo, but back then a lot more people found it, what on earth is Reiki? So yeah, so over the years, I think a lot of these more natural things people are going more towards and they're more accepting of it. And they're looking for, a lot of people are looking for more natural ways of looking after themselves. Absolutely. I agree. So for those people that perhaps don't really know about what Reiki is, tell us a little bit about what it is from your perspective. So Reiki um, is a, it's an energy treatment. Um, it's just a hands-on treatment. So you can either put your hands on the, on the client or you can keep them off and it's an energy. So everyone has a different experience of Reiki. So they may feel something, they may, they may not. But they'll often have a, more often than not, they will feel some benefit from that. And it might be that they go, oh, I didn't really feel much. But that night, they might have the best night's sleep that they've ever had. And that could last for, for quite a while. They might have had a creak in their neck. And they go, oh, actually, that, my neck's much better. And, and things like that. Um, so it's a different experience for everybody. Um, what I like about Reiki that's different and from lots of other treatments is you only need to take your shoes off. Um, and the fact that you don't have to touch somebody um, and it's you don't manipulate the body you just literally would rest your hands on or keep or keep them off and I mean I did a session once at a hospital where they had an open day for women from domestic violence and we were doing like a um, um, like a pamper day for them and so I'd offered to do to do some Reiki and you know with with those women they were sat in a chair. You don't have to be on a couch. They were sat in a chair. And they just kept their coats on. You could see them very, very tense. They didn't know what Reiki was. And for them, the benefit for them was, you know, they're, they're people that have been in very vulnerable, very traumatic situations. They didn't have to remove any clothing. They didn't have to have someone else's hands on them and, and things like that. So from that perspective, for people that don't want to their take their clothes off some people feel very vulnerable taking their clothes off for a massage and things like that so for reiki there is that that benefit the extra benefit for reiki is there's also distant reiki whereby you can be at your home i can be at my home we're not on computer even or on the phone and i can i can send reiki and that's something that people often find what does that mean and even when i was first learning reiki even i was like what's that all about and the one the only way i can explain it is that because it's a connection and, you know, a lot, a lot of people will know we're all connected by energy and we're, we're just all connected. And the one way I try and explain it to people is it's a bit like, say, Wi-Fi. Um, so we can't see the Wi-Fi, we can't touch the Wi-Fi, but, but it works and, and we, we know it works. Um, and that's kind of how I say it. it's a connection that we can't see, feel, touch, um, but you, you, get, you get some benefit from that. That's one way I explain it. And, you know, I just say to people, just try it um, because it will either do something or it will do nothing. There's no contraindications with it. You're not going to, you know, end up with, you know, people might feel they don't want people to be manipulating or moving their body around. So you haven't got anything like that. Cool. I love that analogy. It's, it's a bit like Wi-Fi. That's cool. Uh, yeah, so that's, I, I, you know, 
it's difficult to explain something like that because it is something that we don't see or feel and in energy we don't we don't see it yeah and it's something people understand like the people know of wi-fi they might not necessarily understand what it is but they know they can't see it so that's good yeah Cool. So I've had loads of Reiki over the years and like you described, I've had some, some of it hands on and some of it, the hands slightly off the body and whatever way I had each time, I always found it very relaxing and very good for de-stressing. Is that yeah. a common thing that you get reported by your clients? Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, and that's why I bring it into a lot of my treatments as well. Even when I do a facial, when I do like, you know, someone's facial, when they've got a face mask on, there's not much you can do when they've got a face mask on. In fact, there's nothing you can do apart from maybe do a hand massage and a foot massage. But I often offer them some Reiki. And that's when often the snoring starts because then they fall asleep and it just gives them that deeper relaxation. So people do find that, but they find, like I say, the little niggles that they've had, maybe the backache or um, things like that. And it, but it is about that de-stressing. Um, a lot of people do fall asleep during a treatment and that that 45 minutes of sleep is worth a lot more because of the the, the energy and what it does, it shifts things in, 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 in the body. So they, 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 they wake up or they come round from that treatment and they kind of sometimes look more refreshed, more alert. And you might have felt that yourself when you've had your, your, your treatments, you know? Yeah. I fell asleep pretty much every time. Yeah. 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 I don't know whether I snore. Just have to ask the people that were working on yeah. me. <laughs> um, so over the, over the years on your quest, if you like to improve your health consistently, what have you, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned along the way? I suppose some of the biggest lessons are um, there is not a one size fits all. There isn't, you know, and we kind of get caught into maybe traps of, oh, in six weeks, this will happen in eight weeks. And, you know, I kind of think a lot of people, including myself, you go into these, you know, programs or whatever, and not everyone gets the same results. And if you don't get that result for whatever reason, you kind of feel like, oh, I failed it. And you feel a bit miserable. Um, I think there's not a one size fits all. Um, one of the biggest things I learned is when I, when I packed up drinking is I packed up alcohol and I had no alcohol for well over two years now. Um, and I joined, I did that for joining a, a, a no drinking group. Um, and you could do a challenge 28 days, 90 days, 365. I joined the 365 day challenge. And I think one of the learnings from that was about finding a community of people that are trying to do the same thing as you because as much as what your nearest and dearest will love you and support you you would hope actually they don't always and you find out from some of them community groups they're people that are in the same situations and they give you a different kind of support so I think really it's about finding other people that are trying to do the same thing as you and know that if you trip up and slip up it's not a failure it's just that well you know you've had a little hiccup get back on and supporting you in, in that way and giving you other ideas on how you can get back on it because sometimes we get a bit blinkered so yeah I think it's joining communities of people that worked yeah. for me anyway yeah it's super powerful that uh, community a support group if you like of like-minded individuals it's uh, super powerful yeah and it might take a while to find the right one like with anything but you know i think it's finding just don't give up with the first one there's tons of groups around you know and you know a lot of these are worldwide groups so you know the people i connected with and kind of 
you know, and I still see them online and still see their journey are people that I'll never ever meet. They've been, well, various countries all over the, all over the world, but we've got a common thing, you know. Yeah, good. I like it. So you're doing some training at the moment for a marathon, aren't you? Yeah. So, um, so there's an awful lot of training going into that. I see all, lots of your updates on Facebook and stuff. So good on you for doing that. Um, yeah. What have you learned about yourself during this training? Because it is tough training. What's, what's, what takeaways have you had from that so far? Well, the reason that how that started was at the beginning of you know lockdown, I thought, oh, I really wanted to do something positive because, you know, we didn't know how long it was going to last. And I didn't really think we'd be still in it now, like probably most of us did. So I thought, let me do something. I wanted to do something, an exercise thing, whatever that might be. And, you know, of course, everything was closed. You couldn't go to a class anywhere. And I know there's online stuff. But I wanted to get outside and do something. So I did Couch to 5K. I did the Couch to 5K. It was a nine week, the NHS one. And just you just put your earphones in and they tell you when to run and you can have your music in the background so it wasn't until about three times a week 30 minutes most I mean it's called couch to 5k at the end of it you may or may not run 5k but what you would do at the end of the nine weeks is run for 30 minutes non-stop well I literally 30 seconds non-stop I couldn't do I was like oh anyway but I managed the not because I was determined to do these nine weeks um thinking oh we'll soon be out of lockdown <laughs> anyway clearly we weren't so I did that I did the couch to 5k and I really it wasn't until about week five I really started enjoying it and I really started thinking I think I can do this now I think I can do 30 minutes because it builds up to it so I learned that I could actually stick to something which was good um and again I was with a community of people doing different things they weren't all doing couch to 5k and then when that ended, I know for me, I needed something else to look forward to, to, to train for, because otherwise I know I'd go back to the couch probably. Um, and so I just said, oh, let me just look for a marathon. <laughs> and that's really why I did it. So I would keep on a track of something. So I'm slow, but, you know, you know, I've got a couple of people around me go, oh, God, I'm so slow. And they go, yeah, but you're you're still doing it. And I, you have to remind yourself of them things, you know, because a lot of people you say to me, how how fast you going and I don't tell people if I've done you know now I've, I mean I've, I've run you know six miles six and a half miles in, in one go and I'm like you know I couldn't run six minutes I couldn't run 30 seconds <laughs> so you know you're not going to say oh there's the gazelle going down the road I'm not like that but you know but I'm you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm there doing it Cool. Nice one. Well done for that. That's that's a big achievement. And um, you've, I, I guess it's the London one you're running, is it? April next year? April, no, it's Brighton. Oh, Brighton. London what, what got to October. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Brighton. So, I mean, you know, it's like, you know, I had a little hiccup. So I had a couple of weeks of training, but I'll get back on, I'll get back on that. And I think some of it is about getting, getting back on that. Because um, once you come off of it, something, if you have a little hiccup, it's, if you leave it too long, what I learned is it's hard to get back on it again because you kind of can get back into that bad habit again, you know. Um, but it's getting getting back on it, you know. And it's, it's hard. And as I'm running through, I'm not smiling while I'm running. But as I finish, the feeling when you finish is a good feeling, you know. And I think the hardest thing with anything like that is getting them trainers on and getting out of the door. That's the hardest bit, you know. 
Um, but yeah, it's 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 not it's not easy. <laughs> oh, totally. I mean, I think that's where that old phrase comes from. It's simple, but it's not easy. No, 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 and it won't be. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So, and, and you know, I know I've got a load of time till April, but I'm just going to keep at it, and uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Excellent. Good stuff. I look forward to seeing your uh, your medal after finishing oh, thank that. You. Yeah, yeah. So with your um, Reiki and your massage and stuff, you're clearly very passionate about it. What is it that drives you to do that work and why? I think what it is that drives me is the the person I'm working with, because obviously everyone is, is different and they come for, for different reasons. And I think it's you know, you go for something simple like a facial. Okay, so that's a nice treatment that someone has. But even something like that, they just feel so nice at the end of it. Go, oh God, I didn't know my face felt a bit that. So that's kind of a simple thing. But something with more of a um, different benefits, like more of a healing benefit. You know, when I do my aromatherapy and I work with, I'm doing this because I was working with a woman who she got really bad. Um, rheumatoid arthritis and I can work with the oils and at the end she'll go oh, my hands feel so much better and it's it's that thing at the end of it it's that when someone's had their Reiki treatment they go oh you know that feels so much better I worked with a couple of people that um, I knew them but I didn't do any Reiki treatments face to face with them it was all done distant Reiki and they had real bad um um pains pains um through different um things that happened to them so we did like regular sometimes twice a week sometimes once a week um a whole series of regular treatments because they the conditions were were quite quite intense really and just to, to know that they're feeling so much better one of the, i can't remember what um the condition one of them had i could always forget the name of it but she could could barely walk and um, she's back running, cycling and, and things like that. And she's going to train in Reiki. And it's things like that that you go, that and that's what drives you really for the outcome that people have, you know, that you can help them just feel better. That's nice. It must be, it must, makes, must make you feel very fulfilled with the work that you do. Yeah, when you that's get what to it that, is. Yeah. You, do, you feel fulfilled with that, yeah. Nice. Excellent. So... In your experience, how important is a positive mindset to being healthy? And what would you some negative connotations to having a negative mindset on your health? Well, being positive really is 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 key. And you know, um, I've learned a lot about that over 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 the years, really. And that's again with connecting with different people. So, I mean, the benefit of it, I mean, we've, we've heard a lot of it recently, you know, with COVID about building your immunity. And some of that is about having that positive mindset. And it's so easy to have this voice there and that voice there. And it's, a, it, it, it's about trying to see how to remove, remove that. When it's not always easy. It's like training for the marathon, for instance. You know, I'm not going to go out one day and be fit for the marathon the following day, clearly. And it's the same with that, with that mindset thing. Um, I'll do a lot now on with my gratitudes and with meditation, the things I've never ever done. And over time, they, them things do help, and you don't realize they've helped you too. You actually stop doing them. You might not do them for a little while, and you go, actually, I'm feeling a bit, wait a minute, when I get back into it, I, I know I feel that, feel that again. And that does feed your mind with, with positivity. And when people say, oh, I don't think it's going to work, 
and you know meditation oh I can't stop the faults coming it's not about stopping faults as, as 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 you will know it's about letting the fault pass and it's the same as the marathon training it won't happen overnight these things take practice so it's I think we live in this world of we want it all right now because we can order something off you know a shop and it will be here first thing in the morning sometimes it's there that evening even depending on what time you order and I think we live in that kind of instant world but all these things aren't instant. Getting a positive mindset isn't instant. And I think it's also still being connected with positive people because they'll they'll keep you positive. And even if you have a slump, we all have a slump, you know. It's about staying connected with them people and then building you back up again. Um, so that's, what else did you say? You said something, you said a positive mindset. You said- Any negative connotations of, of having a negative mindset? in terms of your health i think the negative things is first of all i think it causes well it it makes people sad it makes people miserable it's kind of depressing um and they they feel all that i mean i'm not you know i know i've i've been in them situations where the more you you have that oh oh woe me kind of thing you know you 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 dig yourself down in in into a hole and you know, and I think it just causes more stress. It causes lack of sleep and all them things are, are no good for our well-being anyway. You know, having too much stress, having not good sleep are, are no good for us. Having no exercise is no good for us. Even a little bit of exercise will help with, with that mindset. So, and it's not, these things, like you say, they're, they're, they're not always easy to do. Um, but it's about having that push, you know. Exactly. Spot on. Yeah. I mean, as you said many times already, mindset is key in everything, isn't it? It'll, it'll decide whether you do something or choose to do something else or whether you choose to do something healthy or the opposite, you know, and uh, yeah. Your, yeah. your environment is stronger than willpower. So uh, I loved what you were saying about surrounding yourself with good, positive people, because if you're around that energy, that lifts you up, doesn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's easy to get caught up with, you know, and especially in the moment with what's going on, to get caught in that whirlpool of, you know, and you just get sucked into it. And the next thing you know, you'll be, you know, you're going, oh, you know, and it's everything feels, you know, I've been in them situations, but, you know, everything just feels like what, what's, what's going on here, you know, and, and even something like just switching on a certain song can actually switch that. It can switch it. Just like that, you know, but sometimes we just stay in that cycle and uh, yeah. Absolutely. That uh, touches on something. I, I got interviewed earlier earlier on today on music can change your emotions. Um, on that note, what's, what song do you know for you? There's probably loads, but one song that uh, if you put on instantly, it lifts your mood. What would that be? Okay, two. So one of them has got to be "Come On, Eileen." That absolutely does it for me. And I sing it to myself in the mirror. I do. Yeah, I have to. You know, a bit of Dexies. But also, one I love is um, "Let's Get Loud." Jennifer Lopez. I love that. But there's there's loads of them anyway. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What well, one song that always uh, makes the the hairs on the back of my neck stand up is uh, Tina Turner. Simply the best. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That star yeah. like whoosh, high energy. Yeah. Good stuff. Excellent. So uh, I know you you lead uh, read a lot of books. If you were to recommend one book to the listeners and viewers, what would that be, and why would you recommend it? Okay, so I've got this book here. Now I don't even know you can get this anymore. It's called The Slight Edge. Have you heard of The Slight Edge? 
Yeah, I've got it. It's a great book, isn't it? Got it. It's a great book. Um, and this is just about anything you want to change in, in, in your life. And I don't know if you can get this anymore because I think it's out of print. And what I want to do is just show this little diagram. And you just said about choices and it's about choice. And you've got this line of life, say, here. Then this goes down, this goes down. So that line is like the choices that we're making. Because, you know, often we, we're doing a change and we go, oh, I don't really notice anything. It's nothing's different. Like I say, meditation, nothing's really changing but then at some point that line goes up and it might be quite a while. And at another point, the line goes down. And I think a bit in the book he uses is about say, having a burger every day, having burger dinners all the time. You might not feel any different, but at some point it will have an, it will have an effect and that's gonna have a decline in, in your health. Likewise, we make different choices. It goes long, goes long and it will go up. So I think a lot of it's around consistency and I've been terrible with consistency in the past. Um, so I'm going to get back with this. Now, if, if this is not in print anymore, one that's very, very similar, and there's loads of books that are very similar, is this one, The Compound Effect, Darren Hardy. Have you great got that one? As well. Yeah, great yeah. book as well. Isn't that's it? kind of very similar. It's about making them simple choice, because really I think we, we end up in a very overwhelming world of information. Um, and these, this bring, they, they just bring it back to making a simple choice just make one simple choice and then stick with that. And then maybe add in, in another one or something like that. But that's what, to me, they're both kind of better. But there's loads of things out there. And again, like I say, there's podcasts. I like Brenny Brown, um, you know, Louise Hay. I mean, there's tons of things. And again, it's about finding who you feel you like the sound of them. That's important. Um, and who you kind of resonate with. And I think it's just about finding that one because they will be out there. It's just, it takes some time sometimes to find them, you know. Absolutely. All fantastic recommendations there, every single one of them. Thank you for that, Eileen. So with your, um, your Reiki and your massage treatments and stuff, who is your ideal client and how can you specifically help them? So at the moment, I'm not really doing massage because of restrictions and the clients that I had um didn't don't really want to come when there's restrictions they feel that it's not the relaxing environment and they they feel feel it, it was um so that's kind of off at the moment um reiki i can still do distant reiki so it's really people that want some relaxation and just i always call it stopping that treadmill of of life for an hour and it's about filling our cup you know like we we all get on that thing and sometimes you just need to stop so the ideal client is someone just wants to stop, stop, stop whatever they're doing and just get out of, you know, this stuff that's going on in their head and just literally lay down or sit down and just not think about anything else for an hour, you know. Nice one. Great stuff. So I know you're really busy, Eileen. So thank you so much for taking out the time to be on the THT podcast with us. Where's the best place where people can find you online? So on Facebook, so it's Eileen Connolly. Um, my website will be coming soon. That's EileenConnolly.com. So yeah, and I can give you some links to put on your um, page. Cool. On the show notes and stuff like that, we'll put all your details yeah. as well. Brilliant. Thanks again. It's uh, Friday at five o'clock. Have a fantastic weekend. And thanks again, Eileen. All right, then. Thanks then. Bye. You've been listening to the THT podcast with myself, Dr. Danny Scarhill. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podbean or any one of the other outlets where we stream. 
like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash total health transformation. You can also find more information about myself on my website, dannyscarhill.com. We will find lots of fantastic information and some free products for you as well. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Take care. All the best. You've been listening to Dr. Danny Scarhill on the Total Health Transformation Podcast, helping you to eat, move and think on purpose. See you on our next episode.